ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Bayheim! Is that silence in a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Fit. Pop pass up in the middle. Tucker's got, got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit, hit in. Gregory's touchdown. The Bills make me wanna shout. Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. It goes to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing in the base. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On the Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7-100.1-ESPN-Radio-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U
All the do's and don'ts for the upcoming fantasy weekend, some over-unders and some other fun things that uh, Drake will uh, provide for us coming up in the next hour of the program. So looking forward to chatting with both of those gentlemen here on on what? What is it? It's, it's a football. Football. Right. Hot takes. Man. I read these stories and I just say there is no way on God's green earth that Syracuse can keep up with this. Wait till you hear what it took for Texas to get Arch Manning in terms of what they spent on the recruiting weekend for Arch Manning. Some of these numbers, even in the world of college football where nothing tends to surprise me anymore, actually kind of did. So we will get into that. Heck of a Chargers-Chiefs game last night. Did you find it last night? Hey, honey! Where's the Amazon on the cable? I got to watch the football game. So we will get into that. I thought they did pretty darn well. I will say that. I would expect so when you got Jeff Bezos' money. But uh, we will get into that, the ramifications of that game as well, whether keeping Justin Herbert in, fine line between being a stud and being stupid, two words that S-T. Yes, they both start with the same two letters. There you go. Certainly Syracuse and Purdue on our minds here. We'll listen into a few things Dino Babers said last night. The pick six is on the way. I will pick the three biggest games in both the National Football League and college football. Oh, we're ready. We're ready to go here. But we got a football game tomorrow. We are approaching a noon kickoff between the Orange and the Boilermakers. Not the Utica Boilermaker, the Boilermakers. Tomorrow at the JMA Wireless Dome at noon. Don't forget our full pregame coverage starts at 9 a.m. Live from Shaughnessy's at the Marriott Syracuse downtown. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. We will be at a bar at 9 a.m. for the people. For the people! I'll take you up till one hour prior to kickoff. That's when Brian Higgins and Bruce Williams lead you right to kickoff. And after the game, join Higgo and former Syracuse quarterback Eric Dungy, who will join us in a few minutes for Syracuse football postgame. So our full tilt pre- and post-game coverage, ready to rock for tomorrow's game. But, see, we've got to get you ready now. We don't wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be great. and Tomorrow will be jam-packed full of the information. It says right here on the promo, right, at least it used to. Did Pauly take that away? Does Pauly no longer have faith that I provide the most comprehensive pre-game show in there? I believe that said it before. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't trust me on we have to give you some things to look forward to and some keys to the, the game. Keys to victory on this show. So what we're going to do is, everybody be quiet. Let's just let's open the door here. I need a door opening sound effect for this really to work. I'll, I will try my best. Let's see if the voice guy's awake. All right, let's see. Just everybody. Be, hey, voice guy. Number one. He's always ready. Why do I even doubt this guy? Pull back the curtain more. Syracuse has a distinct advantage against Purdue and has a distinct advantage against Virginia on a short week and will continue to have a distinct advantage until they don't. What exactly is Robert and I and Jason Beck going to do here? Now, it's much more this week than next because there are people on the Virginia football team, somewhat familiar with what those two do, but uh, the point-counterpoint, the cloak-and-dagger game on a short week in particular is going to be fascinating to watch next week. In this case, Syracuse has to do all they can to show Purdue some stuff they have not seen. 
We've seen some of that pre-snap motion. We've seen the use of the tight end. We've seen Tucker splitting out more as a wide receiver. You're watching literally seconds before the snap, and Aronde Gatson and Max Mang switch places, and you got, in this case, Louisville linebackers pointing and doing that thing. It's never good when they're pointing, and they're like, wait, wait, what just happened here? I don't think we have seen anywhere close to everything that Anaya and Back have to offer, obviously. There's only been two games. Why even put it out there against Connecticut? They scored points on their first seven drives of that football game. Look back to the Connecticut game, uh, Connecticut game, fourth drive of the game. Connecticut actually kind of flexed and held its own and forced the Orange to kick a field goal, and there were some immediate adjustments made. There is so much behind that curtain we have not seen yet. You know, we brought up in the draft yesterday the movies you have to watch, and I see here on my Twitter feed what a nice graphic that is. These guys took Photoshop in college. Look at that. That's beauty. One of my must-watch movies in the draft yesterday is we drafted the Mount Rushmore of movies you have to see, and on my list was The Wizard of Oz. In The Wizard of Oz, we are at the point of the movie where we know of the great and powerful Oz. We do not know that he is a simple man behind a curtain using a lot of hijinks and tomfoolery to pretend he is the grand and wonderful Oz. Robert and I, right now, is the grand and wonderful Oz. Purdue is still trying to find what is behind that curtain. So pull back a little bit more of it. Put some more stuff out there. You're not going to hide it forever. This is an important game. It is the start of four straight games at the JMA Wireless Studio. Got it right that time. You can rank them one way or the other. I actually wrote kind of a, a mini column about this today. It's Friday. Give me a break. Come on. I'm going to be busy on Saturday. I got tons of stuff. to. I gave you people like an appetizer today. At least I gave you something, right? But what I wrote in that mini column today was the opportunity that awaits this team, right? Um, so I'm kind of breaking away from the key to the game for a second here, but it starts with this. Like, man, if this team, I don't think they're going 4-0 just because football, but if they do, they've clinched their bowl game before Halloween. 3-1 and one seems pretty reasonable given the matchups, given the home field advantage, given the tactical advantage they have against Virginia, if they could just straight up play NC State in a few weeks, coming off a bye, by the way, probably coming off two byes, honestly, because you're going to have Wagner, where you actually get a bye in a sense, but work can work on football stuff, and it, it goes in the standings and everything. And then you get a real bye, and then you play NC State. So we're getting ahead of ourselves here. That's a month from now. That is a month from now. But that's how long this team is now at home. And it starts tomorrow, and look, we'll see what the crowd's like. I brought it up in yesterday's show. Don't obsess about numbers. doesn't matter. The right people will be in that building tomorrow and will be amped up and ready to go for a noon kickoff. Hopefully those students will be. I know it takes them a little longer to wake up. Syracuse, if you're really thinking here, free promotion idea. Uh, can you hook up with our friends at uh, Monster? Free energy drink on the way in? I mean, just trying to help you out here. Sometimes you got to get those college kids going. A little earlier. So that is key number one. Pull back the curtain more. Here is key number two. Number two. Handle the bumps. Let me make you an Uncle Brent guarantee. 
I guarantee should have come through last week, but uh, ref got involved through the flag. Yeah, yeah Marlowe Wax's knee was down. Details, semantics. I guaranteed in this little segment last week that there would be a defensive touchdown in the Connecticut game by the Orange. There was. They took it away. Let me give you a guarantee here. Garrett Schrader is going to throw a pick. Aiden O'Connell is going to throw multiple picks. There will be turnovers in this football game. There have not been yet from either one of those two. There will be in this game. This game is going to be messy in an entertaining kind of way. The first two games of the season have just been too easy. That bleep is too easy, right? That will not continue tomorrow. I can guarantee you this game is going to be weird. This game is going to be messy at times. There will be turnovers. There will be offensive drives that are stopped. There will be plays not executed. I would be stunned, and this is nothing against Schrader. I just think this is the natural course of things. If Schrader has another type of day like he's had the first two weeks, he is not going to be PFF's highest-graded offensive player in the country next week. This game's going to be messier. Adversity will strike. I hope the crowd is great. I think the crowd will be great. But that Louisville game, it was just a steady stream of things to keep the crowd engaged. This, there are going to be times when the play-by-play, and um, shout-out to my man Dustin Fox, who's doing color, for ESPN2 are going to make the remark, ooh, the dome is quiet. This game will be more up and down. This will be more of a football game. It will be more back and forth. I predicted 34-30. I think this is more like a real game. It's starting to get real now. Those first two weeks, that was, that was, that's in the past. Handle the bumps. And I think Syracuse will handle the bumps. I think they'll make those adjustments. I think the defense will eventually hunt down Aiden O'Connell, and I'm going to slide into point three here, but we'll force him into some turnovers. Purdue, look, they don't run the football. They just don't. We talked about it yesterday. They lost their leading rusher from last year who had three touchdowns this year, three rushing touchdowns. But Purdue is going to make its bed by taking shots, and O'Connell's going to have, on a good day, I mean, They lost to Penn State. He had 359 yards passing. That's what they do. They make no bones about it. Jeff Brom is an aggressive offensive coach. Okay? Handle the bumps. O'Connell's going back down a few touchdowns and quiet the dome. Handle the bumps. There will be turnovers. Who wins that? It's always important to win the turnover battle in football. I don't want to state the obvious here. But I feel like there's going to be more bumps, more O moments, more... Breakaway plays. Even Connecticut last week had two breakaway touchdowns. I'm not going to pick on anybody. There was a certain player on that defense that hesitated a little too much, and I think through film study and everything you do during the week, that will be corrected. But handle the bumps. There's going to be more of them in this game. Number three. Rush, rush. I think when you play a guy like Aiden O'Connell, you got to make a choice. You can either just bring the house and get after him, or you can flood his passing lanes and confuse him. Not that you don't want to try to get to the quarterback, but I think with the 3-3-5, it's a defense that you don't see often, it's hard to prepare for. 
That will take care of itself. Just get after his ass. Bring whatever blitzes you have. Tony White, push the button. Just come after him. Now, O'Connell is a six-year quarterback. He is 24 years old. He is getting looks from NFL scouts. By the way, so now is Garrett Trader, as we will detail a little bit later in the show. He's going to make plays, but you can get to him. Aiden O'Connell is as traditional a pocket quarterback as you can get. This is not just me talking. It's the film talking. It's, you know, the coaches, some things I've heard just in people they've talked to, like they know. It's like (laughs) you can't hide it, right? The kid can't move. He's not mobile. Garrett Schrader is a multifaceted quarterback. He's a threat to run. He is now a threat to pass. And there's so much more you have to worry about with him. With O'Connell, there's one thing to worry about. Kid's got a cannon. Get to him before he can release the ball. That is so easier said than done because he can read a defense. He can fire the ball away. You might hit him after the throw. See, that's what I'm talking about. O'Connell's going to make throws. Hit him. Make him feel it. That Dome crowd shook up Malik Cunningham. That's a guy who's been in the Dome. Not Louisville had not been for a few years, but that's a guy that had played Syracuse, veteran quarterback, knew his way around the block, and he was rattled. Combination of hit him. Now, I'm not saying take penalties here, but I feel like you got to send a message. Don't get cute. Don't get fancy. Don't. No, no, we're just going to flood his passing lanes. You've got Garrett Williams and Deuce Chestnut back there. It's go time with those two. They have not seen anything close to what O'Connell's arm is like. Now, Cunningham had that throw that I'm still dreaming about that Garrett Williams interception in that first game on that route that Louisville just burned him on a number of times. He recognized that he got there. Flies through the air, snags that thing, okay? That's different than what O'Connell does, just, you know, passing the ball effectively, crisply on every drive. But that's why Garrett Williams and Deuce Chestnut are who they are. This is the exact scenario why you have a great secondary like that. We've talked a lot about the great quarterbacks that Syracuse will face this year. They just keep coming. And O'Connell is right up there. Let the back end take care of itself. Find a way to pass rush this guy. Now, Charlie Jones is not a straight route runner. Charlie Jones is a water bug. Charlie Jones is a catch-and-run dude. You can make whatever comparison you want to Charlie Jones, who had 21 catches in his entire career at Iowa while at Iowa, has 21 catches already at Purdue, which leads the nation. The connection is there. O'Connell has found his guy. His main target from last year is now in the National Football League. His connection and his guy now is Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones is more in the territory of linebackers have to cover him, cheat up a corner, cheat up a safety to cut him off. He's going to make catches. He's going to get yards after the catch. Just keep him out of the darn end zone. That's what I'm talking about with adversity. Purdue's going to make plays. It's just been way too easy for the Syracuse defense the last two weeks. But you got to get to O'Connell, and you can get to O'Connell. We're still trying to figure out if this Syracuse pass rush, I'm talking about the guys up front, can just 
do it on their own. This is the game. They have to do it. You do all those things, you're going to win a messy football game. And I do think Syracuse is going to win a messy game, but in a fun way, in an entertaining way. 34-30, Syracuse takes it and goes 3-0. That's what I think. Let's see what uh, former Syracuse quarterback Eric Dungy thinks. He joins me in five minutes here. Presented by Liverpool Pool and Spa. You are on the block. ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com, and a football Friday. We're back after this. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Allen. All right, we'll have to hustle through this, but I can do that. I was a hustler in practice back in the day. We will start in the world of college football, friends. The pick six. Three biggest in college, three biggest in the National Football League. Let's start in college. BYU-Oregon, top 25 matchup here. The Ducks minus three and a half with an over-under of 58. The Ducks riding a 20-game winning streak at home. That is the third longest active streak in the nation. However, BYU beat Baylor last week. They moved up 12 spots to number 12 in the AP poll. Cougars quarterback... Jaron Hall, 261 yards and a touchdown, caught a 22-yard scoring pass from Chase Roberts, who also had a career-high 122 receiving yards and a score last week. Ducks coming off 70-14 win over Eastern Washington. You and I could beat Eastern Washington. Oregon looking to recover from that season-opening loss, though, to Georgia. BYU just 83 rushing yards on 33 carries against Baylor. That could be a problem against an Oregon defense which has held opponents to an average of 116 total rushing yards per game. Give me the Ducks at home that continue that streak and knock off a hot BYU team. Minus three and a half in that one. Penn State at Auburn. And Penn State's a three-point favorite on the road. Auburn has won 17 straight home games against non-conference opponents. And that takes back to the 2016 season. Penn State trying to get its second road win over a Power 5 team. This season, they beat Purdue, of course who Syracuse plays this weekend. Auburn's offense is dreadful. It is one of the worst passing offenses in college football this year. Don't be intimidated by Auburn at home. SEC, the whole thing. Penn State goes in, takes care of business on the road, covers the three. Miami, Texas A&M, the Aggies trying to recover from that. By golly, did that happen? Did Appalachian State knock you off last week? Yes, they did. And per Appalachian State, we have to play the ESPN music because game day. There this week. But you know who's in Texas A&M this week, friends? Miami. And they're plus six and a half. Haynes King's job's on the line. You got App State beating you. The way Henry Parrish is running the ball. Miami's high-scoring offense. Tyler Van Dyke, of course, one of the best quarterbacks, not only in the ACC, but all college football. Give me the Canes. Plus six and a half. What a gift at Texas A&M. Move on to the world of the National Football League. And we start with this matchup right here. The Bucks, the Saints. Tampa Bay minus two and a half. The over-under is 44 and a half. The Saints, 13 and seven against the spread in their past 20 games as a home underdog. 70% of FPI is on Tampa Bay for this one. The Saints have owned Tampa Bay lately. Swinging over to Tampa Bay on this one. Jameis Winston 
Always nervous about famous Jameis. He'll get another chance against his former team. Remember, he tore his ACL against them last Halloween. Tampa has not beaten the Saints in the regular season since 2018. Tampa 0-4 with Tom Brady, a quarterback, against New Orleans. Everything's swinging the way of the New Orleans Saints. Give me Tampa Bay. Give me Tampa Bay to win, to cover the two and a half. And the Hex against the Saints. Bengals, Cowboys, Cincinnati minus seven. Over, under, low in this one, 41 and a half. And I would take the uh, under there. 82% of the money is on the Bengals, of course, with Dallas losing Dak Prescott last week. They are six and six. Against the spread under Mike McCarthy in games started by quarterbacks other than Dak Prescott. They are 4-1 against the spread in their past five games in that sense. Since 2007, 125 NFL teams have started 0-2, and only 12 have made the playoffs. Cowboys trying to be a team to break the trend there. Joe Burrow, five turnovers last week. Dallas is a defense that led the NFL in takeaways last season. Something's got to give there. Micah Parsons, two sacks in week one, but he's never had two-plus sacks in consecutive games. The Bengals, though, have allowed the most sacks in the NFL since the start of last season. But now give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals minus seven, but take the under on the over-under here. Vikings-Eagles. It's one of the dual Monday night football games coming up. Eagles minus two. Over-under is 50.5. 66% of the money on the Eagles right now. Kirk Cousins is 2-9 outright and against the spread on Monday Night Football. Primetime Kirk, never a good thing. He has won and covered his past two such games. Since 2010, the Vikings are 0-7 against the spread as a dog on Monday Night Football. Eagles defense gashed a week ago for 181 yards on the ground against the Lions. Dalvin Cook had 90 yards on 20 carries against the Packers. Last week, we mentioned A.J. Brown. In our fantasy segment, 155 rushing yards in his debut. That's the fifth most by any player in his first game with a new team all time. Give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles minus two. Primetime Kirk strikes again. That is the pick six. We'll send it down the home stretch next. Stay right there.